Blog Talk Radio. Well, good morning, and welcome to another episode of A Sound Heart Radio. I wanted uh, to have this particular study this morning because of the growing uh, distortion uh, that has to do with with end-time prof- uh, prophecies. <clears throat> and um, it's become disturbing to me uh, because of what I'm hearing and the what I think of as the cavalier approach uh, to the Word of God. Uh, the other day, uh, there was a, a, an individual talking about Gog and Magog and identifying Gog and Magog uh, from the book of Ezekiel. And the identification was done so without an appropriate context. Someone also talk about Apollyon from the book of Revelation and the identity uh, of this entity and the so-called, what this individual called the so-called, uh, the, the origin of this, uh, of this entity. And so uh, this is all called, uh, in classical theology, this is called eisegesis. And... Uh, Individuals have come along and they are lifting uh, certain entities uh, out of their context. And so, therefore, uh, with eisegesis, you get what is not there. You get what the text will not bear uh, historically. Uh, what the, and, and so, these false theologies are popping up because these individuals who are doing this realize realize that the masses have not been taught the word of God. And so Paul talks about uh, this this situation in his letter to the Ephesians. And uh, he talks about the importance of being stabilized by doctrine. Uh, And uh, what happens to the believing community when this is not so. And um, so this is very concerning to me. Now, what I want to address this morning is from the book of Revelation, and it is the last book of the New Testament. And the word itself, Revelation, is from the Greek word, Apocalypse or apocalypsis, and it means to unveil. It means to unseal. So, in other words, it means uh, to state what is real and uh, 
So it is important that, that we, as the community, have an accurate understanding of Scripture. Without an accurate understanding of Scripture and what revelation means, then uh, we're going to be tossed to and fro uh, by false doctrine. So also, uh, this book it has a – Revelation has a structure. It is structured. So it is not put together in a random manner. Um, also, the book of Daniel has a structure, and we need to learn that structure. Now, if you're going to study Daniel, then you need to know Hebrew. from my show, so that's why there was this hiatus. Um, I've witnessed extraordinary things happen on my show when I speak on certain topics. I know if I use certain words, uh, the algorithm will pick up those words and I will either be disconnected or something will happen to my show. Or the, the bots will veil certain aspects of my show. And uh, I've seen the map uh, that shows the, the, the outreach of my show, and that map has been contracting. The more in-depth I get with scripture and on certain topics, the more the map contracts. Uh, we're told to be loyal to the truth, and uh, I must teach the truth And uh, God knows what he wants to do with the truth that I teach. It is his word. Cannot stop teaching the word. Uh, And so, uh, as I was saying a a few minutes ago, the the book of Revelation uh, has a structure. The word Revelation is from the Greek word uh, apocalypsis. It means to unveil. This book is the unveiling has to do with the unveiling of Jesus Christ, the unveiling of his person. Now, this book has a structure uh, that has been laid out for us, and it was written by the Apostle John, who also wrote the Gospel of John, and who also wrote 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. So this man uh, was exiled uh, by the Roman government for his witness to the word of God. And so uh, John uh, tells us this in Revelation 1, verse 9, quote, I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation and in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, was in the isle that is called, the island that is called Patmos. Through the word of God. Now, in the English, it reads for the word of God. But it, in the, the Greek, the word is dia. So it means through the, through the instrumentality of the word of God. And through the testimony of Jesus Christ. Unquote. So, uh, John designates himself uh, as one with the church. I am your brother and your companion. 
uh, in tribulation. This word tribulation here uh, does not refer to the great tribulation. It, in the Greek, it is the word ellipsis, and this word uh, uh, indicates John's suffering on behalf of the gospel. It, it, this word ellipsis means to break. It means to crush. It also means grievous affliction. Now, if you are faithful to the word and you are faithful to Jesus Christ, you are going to experience apocalypsis or and, that is the revelation, and ellipsis, which means to break or to crush and grievous affliction. It is called suffering, uh, suffering with Christ. Now, the writers of the New Testament vigorously taught the doctrine of suffering with Christ. On the other hand, the, uh, the, the, the preachers of this world, the ministers of darkness, preach prosperity. That is physical, monetary prosperity. They preach wealth. And it's very interesting to me that when these individuals die, uh, the revelations that come, the uh, what is unveiled about their what they have been done in secret, or doing in secret over the years, over the decades, uh, these things finally come out about about these people and what their their character is really like. So it's fascinating. And Jesus said, Jesus himself said, there is nothing hidden that will not be revealed. There is nothing hidden that will not be revealed or unveiled. Uh, God is going to expose to the light everything that men who love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil, God is going to uh, expose their deeds. All rights to the believing community uh, have no participation or do not participate uh, in the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. And those are very poignant and powerful words uh, to the believing community uh, who have wanted to settle in and become one with a, a radically atheistic culture. This culture has been shattered. Why? <clears throat> because these people no longer want the presence of the Holy Spirit, even in their so-called local churches. They no longer want the presence of the Spirit. Their preachers and their teachers teach the doctrine of demons. And they have set aside uh, justification by faith through grace. They have set aside the shed blood of Jesus. They have set aside uh, the doctrine of redemption by grace through faith, they have set aside uh, redemption itself. Uh, they deny the Lord, as Peter wrote, they deny the Lord, the Lord who bought them. Listen to the language. They deny, they stand off from the Lord who bought them. This is atheism. And uh, Peter also tells us that judgment 
or crisis will begin at the house of God. So judgment enters into uh, the world. Judgment begins. Now, the Bible, uh, and you need to read First and Second Peter and, and read what he says. And judgment begins at the house of God. Now, if you listen to some of these uh, people, preachers who don't know First and Second and Peter, they don't even know. They don't know the New Testament. They don't know the Word of God. Period. Um, it is important <clears throat> that as believers we know the Word and the sequence of events that are going to unfold according to the will of God. Joshua begins at the house of God. Now, John was exiled in Patmos, and, uh, and he, toward the end of the first century A.D., and it was there on the island of Patmos, that, uh, and he was exiled because of his faith in Christ, that he received uh, the revelation, that is, uh, this important document. Yes, there are symbols in the book of Revelation. And there are symbols in the book of Daniel. The symbols uh, were written, the word, these documents were written in a certain way, in a certain manner as to hide the revelation that God had given to his church so that outsiders would not understand the language. They could not interpret them. Now, let me tell you, these people were incredibly astute, and they had their own scholars, but they could not penetrate. They could not interpret the word. And so uh, Daniel wrote that knowledge would increase. In the latter days, knowledge would increase. Now, we have 4G technology, 5G technology. We have advanced CGI that is used during daylight hours uh, that can really deceive and fool people. There are ro- there's robotic technology, uh, and there are other uh, secret technologies that uh, are being used to do what? To weaponize people against themselves and to weaponize people against one another. One of the greatest weapons that people have uh, these days to work against them is what we call the cell phone. And people have no idea how devious and dangerous uh, this instrument is. Now, if I want to destroy you, uh, it's easy when I get you to cooperate with me in destroying you. And so uh, that is a, a technology that has been very successful in subduing and making people what? Making people passive. So John uh, says he was in the Isle of Patmos through the word of God and, and through the testimony of Jesus Christ. So uh, he begins in uh, John chapter 1, um, 
he talks about uh, in, in Revelation 1, 7, John writes, quote, Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him, and, all, and they also which pierced him, and all the kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him, even so, amen. Now, uh, Kenneth Mounts, who wrote uh, uh, one of the books that I use in my library, well, two of them, on Greek grammar, uh, uh, just sent an article uh, and published an article that talks about the word behold and how in these recent translation, translations, the word behold has gone missing. I have a, a translation a new, of the New Testament that I, that I bought at a store, and I quickly perused it and some of the key words that I know should be in the text because uh, of, of the Greek I know, I don't use it. I can't use it in teaching the word. So I just have it uh, stored away. I, I'm never going to use it. It says a lot of doctors is contrary to conservative uh, scholarship uh, in the word of God. So, behold, he cometh with clouds. And uh, so John is here speaking about the person of Jesus, coming with clouds of saints that pour out of heaven. He cometh with clouds. And here John is not speaking of the rapture or the snatching out of the church. I don't like the word rapture that much. Uh, it, it is literally the snatching out uh, of the church. So he is, that's the first part of the second coming. The second coming of Jesus has two parts. So um, he cometh with clouds of saints. And every eye shall see him, and also they which pierced him. Please read the book of Zechariah, and uh, there's some very important information in that, that particular book. It, it, is, it is very prophetic, and, and it is worth your time. You will be blessed spiritually if you take time to read uh, the book of Zechariah in the Old Testament. Uh, and also they which pierced him. Now, uh, of course, he is speaking of the Jews and who through got Pilate to uh, sign on to the murder execution of Jesus. And Pilate was warned by his wife. Uh, her words were, were, have nothing to do with this holy Righteous man, have nothing to do with him. I have suffered terrible things in a dream over him or because of him. Uh, this was righteous blood. This was eternal blood. This was, was sacred blood, pure blood. Uh, she said to her husband, have nothing to do with, you know, with what they want to do. So he is a politician. And so the Jews came back and said to him, well, if you don't, then uh, you are not Jesus' friend. In other words, uh, we're going to accuse you, you know, of sedition, and uh, you will get in trouble. 
because uh, you are you are saying that you are lifting up someone else over the uh, over Caesar, and so. Uh, if you have read anything about Western Asia and and this part of uh, Western Asia, the Roman governors never liked to go uh, to to Palestine. They never liked the place because it was always a hotbed of unrest. So um, now, and it, uh, so every eye shall see him. And this is interesting because at the at the end of the tribulation period, uh, and uh, Isaiah wrote about the about the earth and how it would will would reel back and forth like a drunken man because of the horrific judgments uh, that were to happen upon this sphere uh, or upon this plane. So every eye shall see him in his what? In his august glory, in his eternal glory as he returns to take over rulership of the earth. And also they which pierced him and all the kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Now, it's interesting because uh, this word wail is in the future middle. And uh, you would think, they well, they're going to cry uh, saying, oh, the Savior is returning, or the Savior has come again. But <laughs> you, that's not what, what John is referring to. In order to understand uh, what this word means, uh, you have to read uh, the, uh, the Revelation, and particularly uh, Revelation 13. Now, Revelation 13 uh, reads this. I'm going to go. So he talks about, John talks about the coming of the therion or the wild beef uh, or the Antichrist. Now, in 13.1, John wrote, quote, And I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw the beast, not a beast, the beast rise up out of the sea. Now, this beast uh, refers to a, a snake or a venomous creature, Ophis. Uh, and so you read about the Ophis in, in uh, Acts chapter 25. So this was a venomous creature, rise up out of the sea. And in Isaiah, in the Old Testament, and in the New Testament, the sea is a picture of uh Seething humanity at unrest and without peace. So he is going to rise up. And uh, having seven heads, which which, uh, symbols indicative of authority, and ten horns. The ten horns are indicative of power. And upon his horns, ten crowns. And upon his heads, the name of blasphemy. Now, the word here that's transliterated as name, it is, it is, the word is in the Greek is character. And so it means uh, complete blasphemy. So 
That is the structure, that, that is the nature of this creature. Remember, I said earlier, I talked about the, the atheistic nature uh, of the visible church. The church in this age will end in apostasy. It is in a standing off and away from the person of Jesus. They no longer love him. They, uh, uh, they have left their first love. They're not coming back. And the beast, was, uh, which I saw, was likened to a leopard. That is, he was swift and stealthy. And his feet were as the feet of a bear, uh, strong and with crunching and crushing power. And his mouth was as the mouth of a lion. Uh, and the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. And I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed. Therapio is the word here. And all the world wondered or admired uh, after this wild beast. And so, look, people are already brainwashed and conditioned to uh, <clears throat> to this kind of uh, – and, and note, if you read carefully – you can get an idea of the technology that's involved here. And they worship the dragon. Notice the language, and they worship the dragon, which gave power to the beast, and they worship the beast. And who is likened to the beast? And who is able to make war with him? Well, in, in Revelation 19, Jesus Christ is coming back to make war with him. In Revelation 12, we read that there was war in heaven, but Michael and his angels fell uh, war, were in a military campaign against the devil and his angels, and the devil was tossed out of heaven. Okay? And there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. And notice, it is always the blasphemy, the railing uh, against the character of God, and the railing against the character of the saints. And power was given unto him to continue 42 months, three and a half years, and he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven, that is, the saints. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And Daniel writes of this too, that he would wear out the saints. He would wear out the saints. These are tribulation saints. These are not the saints that were raptured at the end of the church age. These were saints, uh, these were individuals who become saints or become saints the tribulation period. And power was given him over all kindred and tongues and nations. So this individual, this being, this supernatural, evil, venomous being is going to set up a super transnational, neo-socialist, monolithic government. It is coming. It will be done. It will be in fulfillment of prophecy. And the thing that I want people to understand is that this, the veneer of congeniality or being at peace in this culture is going to be removed. It is being removed as I speak. But people are in the, like, suspended animation. They're walking around as if uh, in a dream or they're asleep. Uh, some hard realities 
are going to be coming soon. And my, I want you to be saved. I want you to be prepared in the Holy Spirit. I want you to be prepared with food, water, shelter, uh, heat. I need you to get your life prepared and get ready. God has given us time to prepare, and so let's use it. I'm going to continue on with the subject uh, in my next show. Good morning, and God bless you.